0: It's the Favorites Podcast presented by FanDuel. Football season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting at FanDuel because they've got an app that's safe and easy to use. Plus they have all the markets I'm looking to bet, like spreads, live betting, player props, Same game, parlays and more. So use promo code favorites and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. You must be 21 and over in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York, Tennessee Red Line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined by my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. We winners, buddy. Week three wrapped, three and two, 11 and four in the contest. That's the goal, buddy.
1: Life is good. When you can start a year off, and not lose for a month to start the season. And now we're going to move into October. So September's done. The fact that we won every week, can't ask for a better start to the year, Chad. That's the, that's the ultimate goal, especially because, what, we're just building up opinions and data right now. Like This yep. This is hopefully we'll just get better as we go along here, but can't, can't start any better. Again, every weekend the goal is three and two. Lucky for us, we started five and oh week one, so our numbers are pumped up right now.
0: Opinions and data. Opinions and data. God, that is a great way to describe it. As a reminder, we had the Bengals, we had Washington. That one was a stinker, never close, wrong side from the beginning, kind of a bummer. We had the Colts, started out great, made us a little nervous. And then they remembered they were the Colts and they at least closed it out with a win. I still have no faith in this team long-term but that was the right spot. Uh, We had the Jags, never a sweat, wouldn't have been a sweat at any number, we loved them from the beginning. Then we had New England three and a half uh, against the Ravens. I thought the Patriots had a shot in that game. That was our big balls bet of the week. It was a a bet we made in our contest. It was a game wise guys loved. The number was moving fast from three and a half, kept moving down, down, down. You know, I think they were a Kendrick Bourne fumble away from taking the lead in that game, and it and it being much closer than the final score appeared.
1: Yeah, definitely. The Patriots had all the opportunities in the world. They just their, – their issue this year is they turned the ball over too much. They had fumbles. Mac had a terrible pick in the back of the end zone. Um, brutal. But, again, that's kind of how it goes, where it's like you're playing the numbers and the bounces need to kind of go your way as well. So, to me, the Colts was a prime example of shut up. You don't know anything. I don't know anything. Whatever you watch week to week doesn't really matter. You just got to trust the numbers. And that was the definition of a game. It stunk. The minute it came out, I mean, you hit it. We liked it at seven, liked it at six and a half. Just the game stunk. Once it got all the way down to four and a half and you got guys like Darren Revelle, Tanya, it's their biggest bet and everyone's all over the Chiefs, you're, you're just feeling really good about your position with this Colts team because you know the public is absolutely pounding that number and it keeps dropping. They, the book keeps giving them a better number. And so at four and a half, the books clearly took a position. They didn't think the Colts were going to win either. The, 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 the Chiefs there, they lost that game, right? Can we say that the Colts didn't so much? Yeah, they made the plays, of course. Kelsey dropped a catch right in the back of the end zone. That was a touchdown. They would have been up, what, 10? And then they missed the field goal. So it was just one of the things. It was all serendipity. It was just like, you really can't fight fate. Colts went right down the field, scored that touchdown, and that was just crazy. I mean, again, that's that's why we love betting on ugly dogs. You get these positions. Another one we didn't even take, but we gave out, was the Miami money line. That was such a fun game. It was just a classic. Nothing makes sense. The Bills are by far the better team in every aspect, but Miami made the plays. They frustrated Allen to no end. And they won. Like, again, that was just such a bizarre game. And it was one of those, you're just playing the number and situation and we looked like geniuses. And then the other side looked like an idiot on the Washington. I'll, I'll own that one. Definitely the worst read of the weekend. Um, Still actually had chances, despite I think at one point the chart said I think the Eagles had 322 yards and Washington had minus one through whatever it was at that point. It would have been two or three quarters. That's how bad Washington was. So to me, that was just a bad read where Washington, I don't even want to say the team played bad. It was just Carson. He he held on to it too long. I think he ended up giving up nine sacks. Um that was just a complete meltdown by a guy that you can see why he's been on three different teams in three years. It's, it's just, it's a tough time right now for Washington fans where we've, again, we we'll to be talking about them for sure this week. Um, we talked about it. And I fell into the trap. You just don't know what you're getting week to week from that team and they're going to be kind of impossible to bet all season.
0: Yeah. I hated that one. Hate Carson Wentz. I feel like, you know, we've got a couple regrets here. You said it, the keywords, opinions and data, right? So in that spot, you got to bet the commanders at six and a half buying low on them, selling high on the Eagles. It's the right spot. It was disgusting. It's a hold your nose. I'm not a Carson Wentz believer, despite the numbers to me, they're superficial, but you got to bet it. Dolphins. We're going to talk a lot about, cause it's the first game on Thursday night. I don't want to spend yeah. too much time on that. We also just, we left out sort of the last few out were the Falcons, which ended up being, the right side, and they continue to be the wise guy juggernaut. And we left out the Vikings, which I just sort of hated that game the whole time. Yeah. It never made sense to me. So I'm glad we didn't play that one. But whatever, we're three and two. We're moving on. I want to remind everybody, we will do Foxhole in this bet, uh, in, this, uh, in this show. We will do our, um, Simon Says, we will do our exec decision. We will do our early leans on Survivor for those who have uh, picks that lock Thursday. Although, I don't know if anyone's left in Survivor between the Chiefs losing and the Bills losing. I was getting messages all week. Thank God we chose the Bengals because uh, everybody else is out of their leagues, um or out of their pools. Last week, just a reminders, Foxhole was Vikings minus six. That's a loss. Exec decision, Bengals minus four and a half. Hello, Chad, Simon Says, uh, Bucks minus two, Boo, Simon, Survivor was the Bengals and Scooter Roulette. I had the Jags plus seven, you had the Falcons uh, minus one. Reminder again, follow the Faves 5 in the Action Network app. That's where you get our final, that's where you will get our final five picks. We'll post them in the app, Action Network app, download it for free, follow Phase 5. We'll post them in the app on Sunday afternoon. All the other picks, Foxhole, Exec Decision, Simon Says, Scooch Roulette, etc. Those are under the Favorites podcast, also in the Action Network app. We split them up so we can be very clear and full transparency on the five picks we're making every week and just track those for the record keeping. One other thing I want to say, Simon, okay? So I throw my notes away here. Kansas City Chiefs are a very interesting team right now because you could easily look at week one and think, okay, they were better, but they played a crappy team. Week two, Chargers missed a lot of opportunities to shut down Patrick Mahomes. And by luck of Patrick, they just did not make the right, they didn't make the interceptions. And then week three, he looks pretty human against the Colts. So we're going to get to a Chiefs game. The Chiefs are playing the Buccaneers. But it's something to keep an eye on. I want to be thinking about that. I want you to be thinking about what I said there. Because first, this was the first game I bet this week. Dolphins at Cincy Thursday night. Game opened. Bengals one and a half. It's now up to three and a half. Full disclosure in the app. I bet it's Sunday night at two and a half. It moved within five minutes. Bet the Bengals. What say you?
1: I don't hate it. You're you're going off the fact that Miami just played in that game, where they're all exhausted from everything that just went on. Tua's got what they're claiming is a back injury, but I think most of us think it's a head injury.
0: But back of his head, maybe.
1: Yeah, exactly. But again, I I got to go with the NFL saying they apparently haven't gotten in trouble yet, so maybe they're not lying. But I don't hate it. But to me, my first glance instinct was smash the Dolphins here. They're like uh. this is. This is a great matchup for this team. But, I, I'm, again, I'm not going to do that just because I think two is banged up. And, like, he came in that second half. Hell, they put up 14 points really quick on that Bills team, and then they didn't get that seven until later on. And that was, like, what, one play to Waddle, I think, and then they ran it in. Clearly something's going on there. And they didn't really pass it with him either because they said, "When well, I'm taking hits. So would I just blindly bet the Bengals right now? I don't hate the position because you're still getting it under four, and I think it will go up. We talked about it last week. I was on Cleveland. I usually take these home favorites on Thursday nights. I just play it that way. Even if the public's on it, I still ride with it because historically it works out for me. Bengals, again, I think they're overrated. And I think Miami's just as good as them. But in this position, like Chad's kind of thinking here on a short week after what they've just gone through and a couple injuries, it's, it's a lot to ask um, of this Miami team to go on the road and throw on top of that. Hurricanes coming. So. Just feels like there's a lot going on these guys, these players' lives and minds. Where I don't know how much this game is going to be to them at three and zero. Where this Bengals team, they're one and two. They need this game. This is this is them kind of getting a groove, right? A big win last week, so kind of get where Chad's coming from. At least he got the best of the number. For me, I still don't think it' a terrible number. Three and a half Um, at four, four and a half. I start thinking Miami though. The Dolphins, one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Yeah
0: back-to-back wins against the teams everyone thought were the amongst the three best in the AFC along with the Chiefs. They've played in 100-degree weather for two straight weeks, a lot of plays on the field. And despite the fact that it was the visiting teams, the Ravens and the Bills, that struggled in the heat, they're still having a play in that. It takes your body time to recover. Now they got to get on a plane. they got to play in Cincinnati. Their quarterback is banged up. I was only betting the number here. I w- To me, it was just like, the Bengals should be a field goal favorite. That's it. They weren't. So I'm taking the half point and moving on. I also had you in the back of my head saying, favorites tend to cover on
1: Thursday night. <laughs> they do. It just, historically, they do.
0: Yep. All right, well, you're not with me on the Bengals, so that's fine. You're kind of with me, but you don't feel as strongly as I do. You know
1: me, I'm just a primetime under guy now. Like, I'm, I'm literally making... My most money this year, just slamming, smashing these primetime unders. And they keep happening. Last night, though, we didn't even talk about it. the best of the number. Huge. Last night, we I gave out, what is it, 39 and a half Sunday morning. It was one of my bets for Monday night. It was still there Monday morning. Then the pros came in, dropped to 38, back up to 38 and a half. Game landed 39. So the, the books were spot on, again, with the numbers they make. Best of the number. It was huge there in that primetime game. But what is it now? Seven and two. If you count last night as a loss to the unders for primetime, um, pretty crazy. Start the year.
0: Here's my problem with um, betting totals. There's too much variance and unpredictability in the final two
1: minutes of each half. That's why you're just playing the number and you don't even care what happens. Like it wasn't like, I'm just blindly playing these primetime unders. We talk all the time. You usually get one or two points, no matter what of value towards the under just because the public loves betting overs. Of course. So that's always something I'm looking for. This year has been a freak year, though. I think it's 68%, something crazy like that, right, towards the unders, or maybe it's down to 63% now. This year has been extreme for the start of the year for unders. I think it's historically the most unders ever have hit through three weeks. So if you're an overs better, it is going to shift. Like, the books will catch up to it. This week it was 8-8, eight and eight, overs to unders. For the past two weeks, were eleven and 5 11-5, so – uh, they're clearly making adjustments. Um, if you're an overs, better to me, there's just still a lot of games you're getting good value on these unders.
0: Hey, here's a question I got on uh, the Twitter this week. I want to get your opinion because I, I have an opinion of it. In fact, I'll probably start exercising it. Which was, let's say you go through week one, week two, week three, and you're winning. Do you start to adjust your unit size?
1: What do you mean, like bet more? Yeah, I'm probably the wrong guy to ask because like my biggest week. Other than the Super Bowl, is probably week one, just because I've again bets down for five, six months. Again, it's not that much money, but then once you hit July and books start taking the cap off, you can really start adding up the dollars for week one. So, yeah, I would say if, you, if you're feeling good and you have a little rhythm going here, bump it up, but nothing extreme. Like, I wouldn't be doubling. If, say, I was betting 100, I wouldn't start doing 200. Maybe go half, maybe 150, maybe 125 a game. Keep building it up. Because to me, like me and Chad talk about time, you're not getting rich this year. Like this is a long-term grind out wins kind of thing. So, yeah, if, you, if you're if you hot, again, hotter than me and Chad, of course. But for me, I, I definitely bump it up, but it's game to game, position by position. Like there's certain games that just jump out and I really take a strong position on it. And then there's other times where it's like, I've already taken a position for a lot of money and I hear someone else is on the other side and I have to get out of it and buying out a real pain. Cause you already have so much bet into it where you guys aren't going to be doing that stuff. You're kind of bet into stuff. You're just going to let it ride. So to me, just don't overdo it on a game where you think you have a great read because we know there's no sure things, things, things happen here. So my advice would don't go crazy. I wouldn't double it up just because we're starting so well, or you are, um, Kind of keep it going, but yeah, up it a little bit, of course. Take advantage of you being hot right now because we talk all the time. Eventually, you're going to lose. You're going to get a little cold. You want to take advantage of when you're on a little bit of a hot streak.
0: Yeah, I actually, it's week three right now. Things have been going really well. I usually examine it at the quarter poll. If I'm yeah. still doing well after week four, then I bump it up a little bit. And when I say a little bit, like maybe 10%. Like I'm not not doubling like Simon says. I'm just trying to be eke out incrementally a little more over the course of a season. I don't want it to be something where it's Sunday night or Monday night and I'm chasing because I'm down more than I want to be because I made stupid decisions about how to manage my bankroll. Every professional bettor will tell you managing your bankroll is the hardest and smartest thing you can do in betting. I used to joke that wise guys are wise guys because they know how to keep money in their pocket. Managing your bankroll is paramount in that process. So if you're going to do it, don't be an asshole. Just do it a little tiny bit. So you feel a little bit better, but not too much worse if you lose. Vikings and Saints, cheerio.
1: Oh, brilliant. Just glorious execution.
0: I don't know, man. This is like a no-brainer to me. You take the Vikings here.
1: Yeah, me and Chad will walk right into this trap. This game's in London. It's early in the morning. I'm I'm honestly going to just take the sense that the books cannot get the Saints team right. They're 3 ATS. Clearly the books keep putting out shit numbers on the Saints team. They keep not covering. And for some reason they're not adjusting. Maybe we're walking into this right now because the books are clearly saying the Saints defense is going to shut down this Vikings offense because there's nothing the Saints have shown in offense to give you any hope they could keep up with this Vikings team on offense. So to me, they, the books are clearly made a statement here saying everyone in the world, come bet the Vikings, come get them under a field goal. It stinks The holy hell. So no chance I would let Chad talk me into putting this. Uh, we had two bad experiences with London games where I kind of like woke up and was just like, no, we got to take this in the contest. And it blew up in my face. So hopefully Chad won't let me do it again. But this Vikings number stinks. Like I bet it too when I saw it because it's like, what the hell? This is gonna go to three. Here we are a day and a half later. It's still a it's still a two and a half. So I have no idea what the books think. Like they, they really do believe in the Saints team. I think they're hot garbage. Like I don't know why they haven't adjusted on them. Give me three and a half, four. I start thinking Saints. Two and a half, no brainer. Take the Vikings.
0: Hey, by the way, it is two and a half. And uh right now, about eighty-five percent of the money is on the Vikings. It just doesn't make any sense.
1: Uh, we're, there are we're, some we're places ste- by we're the stepping way. in it. We're definitely stepping in it. You think so? Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, the books could just be hanging a, a crap number. But if if reverse primetime spot for Kirk Cousins, maybe that's what they're banking on. He'll you'll stink it up here, but I don't get it. I, I just don't see how the the in what world the Saints' offense with a broken Jameis can keep up with this uh, Vikings' offense. Like the Vikings, they're a really talented team. And so to me, it's just an interesting number. It's like the books are really, again, taking a position on the Saints team. They're 0-3. So I don't really know why they're backing them like this.
0: All right. Well, I would love to take this in the contest. It does not concern me at all. I'm getting the better team against a coach I don't believe in, a quarterback who's playing with a broken back, literally, uh, an offense that seems like Alvin Kamara has lost his mojo and Mark Ingram is the the bulk of the carries, uh, is like the, the guy they're counting on the most in the backfield at 85 years old. I just think this Vikings team is better. I'm getting the better team on a neutral field for less than a field goal. Come on, man.
1: <laughs> Make it your exact decision, then. That's tempted. what I thought. That's what I thought. It's Kirk, man. Kirk is that's the problem. Kirk, not that I was laughing at people, but people are like. What do you think about them for Super Bowl? What do you think about him for MVP? It's just like, have you watched him for 10 years now? He is what he is. It's just, he's Kirk.
0: Next game. This is not making our list of anything at this point. Uh, The Vikings. Josh Allen. Bills on the road at the Ravens. The Ravens three and a half. We got a pro Joe. We got a pro Joe. 55% of the bets on the Bills. 64% of the money on the Ravens. I know what I like.
1: Again, we don't really have a choice in this spot. We have to take the Ravens. Like, this is again playing the numbers. What do we said last time? We'll take the money line as well here with the Ravens because historically Josh Allen beats you. He beats you pretty damn good. But at three and a half, this is a key number. We'll definitely be taking this number. Um, the Ravens, again, Chad kind of talked about it when we, when we spoke earlier. Their secondary has not looked good. This through three weeks, they've been torn up by every team. But they're getting guys back. They got guys back last week, right? Those are their first games, so they, they did have moments. They didn't look too good. But as the season goes along here, I do think we're going to see major adjustments from this Ravens defense. I would have a little bit of pause about Josh Allen here because of what he just went through and, like, the position he's in here. But we looked at the forecast. We're supposed to get this hurricane weather for the next three days up here from I believe it's Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. That's when this game is, is on Sunday. So you're saying we're gonna have crazy storms up here? Josh Allen, they don't run it. Like you look at the Bills, that's the biggest weakness of that team by far is they don't run the ball. They only throw it. They're just one dimensional. Now you're gonna tell me we're gonna have a crazy storm up here? I don't know. It just it feels like we're getting a good number. What's well, gonna be a sloppy battle? It's Baltimore, gentlemen. The gods will not save you. This Bills team is gonna have these injuries start catching up to them. They drop two to two and two here. That's, that's pretty that's, – that's not what people expected from the team that was the most Super Bowl-hyped-up team here. So I'm with people that they're going to be feeling it. I don't know if Josh can do much about it. Like, we saw what Miami did last week. They, they did too high safety. They made him dink and dunk all the way downfield and frustrated the hell out of them. I mean, 17 points against that Miami defense, you expect them more out of them. Um, again, they got the safety, so they ended up with 19. But it's just it, – it was one of those things where I saw the issues for Josh and I can see the Ravens doing the same exact thing. Like that style of defense, it's not that hard to play. So, you know what? I think we should do it because I, I do think this is a foxhole bet. But the Ravens to me at three and a half. It's one of these I kind of I was gonna make a time and says but I have another game I like. I would grab this now, just in case this weather does turn bad. I could see this getting a three because why would no one else everyone else be betting this? This is a running team in bad weather. This is kind of where you want to take this Ravens team. Are we foxholing it? Let's foxhole it in the foxhole.
0: Let's climb down into the foxhole. Ravens plus three and a half. You said a phrase that I feel like it should be part of the vernacular too high safety. That's like what you should call the dude in college who stays sober when everyone else is getting high. Like it's like a designated driver. You're the too high safety.
1: Well, I would it be advice to people in college? Don't hang out with that too high safety. Make regrets. Make mistakes. That's what college is doing.
0: <laughs> Speaking of regrets, the commanders are oh, three God. and a half point underdogs on the road at the Cooper Rush Cowboys. Another pro Joe, 71% of the bets coming in on the Cowboys, 64% of the money coming in on the commanders. I know what we just said about Carson Wentz. Week to week, game to game. You got to forget these things. You got to bet the number. It's another, it's the same exact scenario as last week, only with a team that's much, much worse. You got to bet
1: the commanders here. I know but we're not doing it. There's no way this ends up in our contest. Chad, everything you just said is right. But what did we just see? The commander's biggest weakness was they can't fucking block anyone. Now you're giving them one of the most destru- destructive defensive players we've ever seen in Michael Parsons. I don't know. Stinks to holy hell. I Eagles fan, I'm honestly, my life has never been better. Like, my team's 3 0. The Cowboys legit have a QB controversy. Cooper Rush, I love the shit on the kid, made some pro throws. Like, he did good reads and put the ball in there against a Giants defense. That was good. And they were humming. I can't believe he really did that in that primetime game last night. So, like, again, I wish it was a joke, but it's like, I don't know him and Dak aren't that much different if we're being honest right now. So to me, I'm with Chad, like I'll probably end up on the commanders, but as we sit here on Tuesday, I got a real bad taste in my mouth with that, that Washington game. Again, they have all the pieces there that Washington, that Washington offense is good. Holy shit, man. I don't know if it's, they can't block or if Carson just cannot understand. He can't hold on to the ball for more than three to four seconds, but this is just a bad matchup for this Washington team. So I get what Chad's coming from. This is kind of a pro number. Like, you're just fading what happened last week. But I might start having to take this Cowboys team a little bit more serious. I need to adjust my numbers. Because to me, yes, coming into last week, I would have been on this Commanders team. I actually think you might be getting a good number now with this Cowboys team. They're not that bad with Cooper Rush as their quarterback. And they're a hell of a lot better than Washington is right now.
0: So, it's, it's funny you say that about Cooper Rush. I was watching that game last night. You know, first half, because I went to bed. Uh And I thought to myself, for a second, I forgot who the Cowboys' starting quarterback was. And I thought, is there going to be a quarterback controversy? And then I remembered it was Dak. I'm like, no, they just won't. You know, they won't have it. But they could.
1: Again, my – again, the reason I say they're equal is that Cooper Rush is cheap. Dak is expensive right now. Like – the town level isn't that different where if I'm getting a huge discount on Cooper Rush, you move Dak and then you build the team out. Like that's kind of the move there. So to me, the Cowboys, I can make all these jokes. Jerry's a crazy dude. I know he's going to be looking at that too. And if there's an opportunity to move on from Dak who, let's face it, what has he really done for that team other than make it to the playoffs and just not capitalize on that those moments. So I just think it's interesting. Like this kid wins another game here that they're favored in. They're three and zero with Cooper Rush after getting what was it three points week one with Dak against the the Bucks. So it's it's gonna be interesting this season now with this going on. Because as a fan that had two quarterbacks on the team of the Eagles, it was a, tr- a total nightmare every week. Like the what was going on behind closed doors. So going to be interesting to watch this Cowboys team. Me both me and Chad both had them making the playoffs this year. Honestly, even though when Dak went down, nothing really changed for me. Now even more so. It's just like. The NFC is so wide open. I can just see a team with a defense this good make it in this Cowboys team. So uh, I kind of, again, I might have to adjust this Cowboys rate. I think they're actually a lot better than I've been giving them credit for.
0: All right. Well, we still got a Simon Says and an exec decision to go. Titans plus three and a half on the road at the Indianapolis Colts. I don't have a strong read on this game. Strong opinion. It feels like... It's kind of at three and a half, you kind of take the Titans at three, you leave it alone, but not for any big big units here.
1: I mean, my gut instinct was to take um the Titans just because they've owned this Colts team the last couple of years. Very is just his teams have just historically played well against this Colts team. But the fact that it's up to three and a half stinks the hell. Like, yeah, what? What a weird number. This Colts team is not are they really that much better than Tennessee? I don't think so. Um, again, I didn't think that was so much the Colts winning as the Chiefs just kind of blew that game last week. But, yeah, I'm with you, Chad. I, I, as we sit here on Tuesday, I haven't really touched this game. And when I looked at it, I, I again, my first opinion was just go with Tennessee. But weird, weird number. One of the weirder numbers this week. Like definition I, of an AFC South game. I tell people all the time, I love the AFC South because I feel like that's where I make my money just because no one cares about those teams. And it's proved out this year. We've been all over Houston. We've been all over the yeah. Jaguars and the Colts last week. There's just there's just something about that division that it, it just you can find value because no one wants to bet them. They're just not exciting. Like that.
0: Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now. New customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just sign up with promo code favorites. This week, our favorite bet is the Carolina Panthers. I love betting a FanDuel because they've got a great app that's safe and secure and live betting options that let me update my action on a game even after it's kicked off. So sign up today with promo code favorites for your first no sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older and in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. The Browns visiting the Falcons. The Falcons look all credit to you because I have not been a buyer. Falcons covered against the Rams, covered against the Seahawks, covered in Week One. They have been a covering machine this year. The wise guy said it would be true. Now they're two point dogs at home against the Browns.
1: It's bullshit, man. They should be two and on one. They should have beat the Saints. They should be tied for the division lead. I mean, that would have been my victory lap of the year. I gave them out thirty five to one. They should have been tied with the lead of this division after three weeks. But they just – they gave that one away week one. Again, 3-0 ATS, Chad talked about. 3-0 to the over as well. This is a high-powered offense with a shit defense. So, just a fun team. Like, if you like betting ugly teams that are fun, Atlanta's fun. Like, they just – they score a lot in a weird offensive style with Mariota and they give up a lot of points. So, this Browns team, my initial instinct is pound the Browns. Like, the Browns are good all around. for per second play like he played on Thursday night, Holy shit, man. Look, the Browns are good. We, all, we knew they had all the talent in the world. They just didn't have a quarterback. This line, it kind of makes you take a second to think. It's like, okay, this was minus three. The pros came in and pounded Atlanta. It wasn't the public that came in heavy on that three. It was the pros. So, yeah, interesting move by them because I honestly thought you were going to get an overvalued Atlanta team at this point um, just because, again, they, they've covered three straight weeks. Cleveland had extended rest going up against a team that really can't stop the run in Atlanta, they should be able to you know, dominate this game with Nick Chubb. But um, no, no move, no real take on this game for me yet. But I think people can already tell which way I'm kind of leaning. Like I like Atlanta. I like what Atlanta does. Um, this is usually kind of a letdown spot for this Cleveland team. Historically after a big divisional win. Now they felt good for a whole week going up against a team. They're probably not going to take that serious in Atlanta. This is kind of where I want to take Atlanta, but. Hopefully we get back to a better number because at one and a half, it's not not the best home dog. There's other positions I'd rather take. Yeah. It's a tricky game. Yeah. Uh,
0: a lot of this comes down to coaching, right? And yeah. the Falcons are covering slash winning, I think in spite of themselves, not because they're doing anything extraordinary consistently. Um, you know, in that Rams game, they got a lot of turnovers. Uh, against the Seahawks, they had turnovers and they were playing an inferior team, not discounting the fact that it's hard to go win on the road. Uh, Saints, they gave it away. The Browns are a better coach team. And so if you're giving me a team and saying they just got to win, even though it's on the road, they got to beat an inferior team and they're across the board better in every other way, it's hard for me to want to back the team that seems to win on flukes there's a regression coming for the falcons to me
1: it's true but also we saw cleveland give one away to the jets we know yep. that the cleveland's going to cleveland so that's always part of built-in betting this team it's like they are who we thought they were kind of kind of deal with cleveland
0: oh yeah totally we still got a simon says we still got an exact decision by the way exact decisions crushing this year uh <laughs> not for nothing jets steelers Steelers minus three.
1: Simon says, grab that Steelers minus three. When Simon says do it, we do what Simon says. Hopefully he doesn't go back up to three and a half. We can just get it at three all week in case you want to wait on it. But love Pittsburgh in this position at home, coming off a bad loss. Tomlin in this spot historically has been has done well at home with a team that they're desperate. Forget the opponent. They nameless gray faces. And they're playing against a Jets team that I thought they played well with Joe Flacco, but we've seen their ceiling. Like, they're just not that good. Like, last week against the Bengals, they had different opportunities, but when it gets a third and eight and they make some stupid penalty, now it's third and 13, that's just the Jets. Like, they just keep putting themselves in bad positions. Bengals, again, they've been incredible in second half defensively. They're not as good as Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's secondary is better than the Bengals' secondary, so – to me, if it's going to be Zach Wilson in his first start after not playing a competitive game and since last year, again, we saw him in preseason. He was absolutely terrible. Um, just a, a bad – that's why I don't get why they would do it, uh, why they would put him in this spot against Pittsburgh because it, it's literally they're just throwing him to the wolves. Like, it's, it's a bad position to put your QB in where we know what Pittsburgh does. They run different schemes different blitz packages are always throwing fake looks constantly. That's going to, that to me is such a freaking huge deal to a kid like Zach Wilson and the offensive side. I know people did not like what uh, Trubisky was last week, but I thought he actually did make some good plays and they were moving the ball pretty well in Cleveland. Just when it got the crunch down, we saw what happened with Mitch, right? He tightened up. He just could not pick up first downs and he just couldn't put anything together. So I know people are down on them. That's why we're getting a little bit of value on Pittsburgh. And to me, I'll take that value here. Where this Jets team, are just not good. And the fact that Zach Wilson's coming back, it's even more of a reason. I just cannot see how he can put up points against this Pittsburgh's defense.
0: Yeah, you know, you and I talked a little bit about this on our daily show on Action Network, Green.Daily. You got to watch it because you're getting sort of the betting agenda for the day and during the NFL season for the week noon Eastern, watch it on Action Network HQ and Twitter, and listen to the podcast version of Green Dot Daily wherever you like your podcasts. To me, historically, you're talking about the Steelers not being great as favorites at home against inferior teams and outperforming when they're road dogs.
1: We didn't get the job
0: done, we came up short. Please don't talk to me about moral victories. That'd be disrespectful to those guys in the room. Now you're back home, they need to win these games when they are playing teams that are worse. They can't afford the letdowns anymore. And I think that also plays to Mike Tomlin's strength to be able to define the stakes for his team in ways that he did not have to do before because he had so much more talent.
1: The standard is the standard. That's our motto. That's our creed. That's our approach time and time again.
0: I love the Steelers here. I think the Jets are trash. I mean, we look, we talked about this. The Jets won the draft. Everyone piled on their season win total over. You and I went the opposite way. I don't see the Jets being a very good team, no matter who's playing quarterback.
1: <laughs> Again, lucky for the Jets, like they just got to make it through these next couple of weeks and then it does get easier for you guys. But I just don't think this is the, this is the spot for Zach to come back. So I'm hoping it is him. That's why I want to get this number early. But if it's Joe Flacco, it doesn't really matter to me. I still think you're getting a good number in this Pittsburgh team.
0: Do we like them enough to put them in the contest right
1: now? Simon says I would say, yeah, At like three. I would definitely put that in just because that's such a good number for this team at three and a half, four, maybe weigh on it a little bit, but at three, I I can't say no to that.
0: All right. We're adding it to the list right now. We only got two teams on there. Ravens plus three and a half Steelers minus three next game up. I immediately thought to myself, uh, the Jaguars are visiting the Eagles game opened at seven. It's moved down a hair, a skosh. Six and a half, man. I mean, look, what, the, what this is basically saying to me is that the market really values what the Eagles did against the Commanders a little bit more than what the Jaguars did against the Chargers.
1: Really, I thought it, it was, I think they're valuing them kind of equally. Like the fact that this is down to six and a half is kind of telling. We're like, all right, people have clearly taken position on the seven. The books respect enough to give them the six and a half. Now, Eagles are the tease team. They're that team like last week was the Chiefs. Last week was the Bills. Last week were the Bengals. It's like they give you the six and a half, and they say, go ahead. Tease these three teams down. If you if you hit two of them, congrats. You're probably not going to do it. And that's what they're kind of giving you, this Eagles team. They're just like, all right, all the hype. We think the Eagles are the number one team in the NFC. They're the obviously the best offense right now could argue they're one of the best defenses right now playing a Jaguars team that every week, Trevor Lawrence has improved. And like, that was, I again, I can't ask for much more. They should be three and zero. they let an egg against that commanders team week one, but they grew from it and they put up a 24 to nothing shutout against the Colts. And I didn't care if Herbert's with healthy in that game. I don't think it mattered. Like they beat the shit out of that chargers team and every facet like they're, they had they've had injuries, the Chargers team, but man, like the D-line of that combo of Walker and Josh Allen on that D-line. It's it's huge for that that Jaguars team. Like their, their defense is flying around. And then Trevor Lawrence with that Christian Kirk, Robinson back off that major injury. He's he's one of the top five running backs right now in football. It's all there for this Jack Jacksonville team. Now you're giving me them at six and a half against an Eagles team that I do think they're really good, but that's a lot of points against a team I view as a playoff team, the Jaguars, and for Doug Peterson, what a position to be in. He knows all these guys. Like, like the, the ins and outs of this whole team, he coached Jalen's whole rookie year. Like, he's been there with all these different players. So, I know, and I've seen the video clips of the Jaguars team. They love Doug Peterson. Like, they like this guy a lot. They're going to play for him. The revenge aspect's nice. In fact, we're getting a good numbers even better. Like, the six and a half. It's a really nice number. To me, this is the, the Vikings game. Throw that one away. The Eagles have been dominant, no doubt, in the first half. They're one of the best first-half teams. It's back-to-back weeks they haven't scored in the second half. Again, that could be taking the foot off the gas, but with a high-powered offense like Jacksonville, I just can't see it being a blowout game like this. Jacksonville can keep pace. Again, Trevor Lawrence, week one, one touchdown pass. Last uh, Week two, he threw for two. Last week, he threw for three. He's growing. He's getting better. This is kind of one of those positions where we're buying the hype, right? Like people knew we were going to bet this this Jaguars game regardless. The fact that it moves off seven, yeah, not ideal, but I'll take the six and a half. That's another key number to me.
0: The reason I was saying um, I feel like they're valuing the Eagles a little bit more is because I think the numbers should have moved more. Um, I think it opened a little bit higher than it should have opened. And when I saw this game on Sunday night, I saw the Jags plus seven and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I didn't have the courage to better in the moment. Like I I wanted to look a little bit deeper. I saw it move to six and a half and immediately took it because, and, and I'll say right now, this is my executive decision. Executive decision. Chad Millman is proud of himself. There's so many signals about what you, what you just said about the Jaguars loving Doug Peterson. And I watched a lot of that Chargers game. We're both invested in this Jaguars team. It is a really good marriage of enthusiastic, creative coach who's super tolerant of mistakes and not afraid to go for it in the macro sense with a quarterback who can sling it with really good talent around him at he's deep at running back. He's deep at receiver. That defense is getting faster. I am shocked right now that if you look at the futures odds for the AFC South, Indianapolis Colts plus 100 Jacksonville Jaguars plus two twenty five. Like it makes no sense to me. What are people not seeing about this Jaguars team that we're seeing because executive decision, this game, my friend and put it on our list. A choice between the unthinkable and the impossible.
1: Now you have your orders. Execute them. Executive decision. Let's go. I think, I think that's three straight weeks, Chad's executive decision, the Jaguars. It's probably gonna hit for him again.
0: No, last I'm week my we... executive decision was the Bengals, which you hated.
1: <laughs> that's fair. I, like the whole thing with me about those futures markets is it's about the money. So unless unless the pros and the public take a position. Clearly the books know what they're doing. Cause I saw the other day their win, their win total was still seven and a half, eight at some books. That's insane to me. Like the Jaguars aren't going to get to that number after what you've seen through three weeks. So maybe the books are just being cautious, right? Because like this happens all the time. Teams get off the hot starts and they just fade. Like they fade as the season goes along. I can't see it. Like Trevor Lawrence, throws this kid makes, there's just there's only a handful of guys can make those kind of throws. And you see how important coaching is. Like Urban Meyer. What a joke. Doug already tied him in wins career wins in the NFL in just two and three weeks of running this Jaguars team. Like that's how bad urban was. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's a team we love coming in for a multiple tutor reasons. Um, I'm trying to keep it together. Cause I'm so fired up about how good they are, but just excited. If you're a Jaguars fan or just a better, it, it's just been a really fun start to the year for this team that all the stuff we talked about is proven outright.
0: It's amazing. Like it, it- This is when it's really important to watch all the games because you can see things that you don't get from just looking at the box scores Yeah, and you watch this Jaguars team and they're just, they bought in in every single way. They, they smile. They, they're just having fun.
1: And they believe that's the key. They believe
0: they They 100% bought in Uh, Seahawks on the road at our favorite team in the NFL, the Detroit lions, the lions are four and a half point favorites. Look, like, interestingly, majority of the bets, by a slight percentage, are on the Seahawks. The majority of the money is on the Lions at four and a half.
1: I can tell you a group I really respect, they hit this number quick on the Seahawks. They, they I don't know, I don't think they're buying Detroit. Maybe it's because of the Swift news, right? Maybe Swift yet, being out a, a big deal to them. I think um,
0: it is, by the way.
1: Do you? I don't know. I just... I feel like Detroit's such a well oiled machine offensively. It's just like Williams looked good last week running the ball for them. Um, obviously, he's no Swift. Like, Swift is the game changer. Don't really know what to do with this game, brother. Like, I liked, I liked to see at six. I thought that was a good number just because Detroit's defense is going to give opportunities for a backdoor every game. They just, when teams need to put up points and score on them, I think they're going to be able to do that just because their secondary isn't that good yet. But four and a half, yeah. Me start thinking Detroit like it feels like I'm starting to get value in Detroit now. So, don't sit here on Tuesday. I don't really know what to do with this game. Maybe I'll lose more money taking another un, taking another over in a Detroit game and letting it go by half a point under. But this is just a team that kind of is just fun. Like we talked coming into the year, we love their offense. Tons of questions on defense. They are one and two through three weeks because their defense can't stop anybody. They couldn't stop the Eagles. They couldn't stop the Vikings. It's tough, but that's that's the honest truth about Detroit right now. So Seahawks have shown me they can move the ball, surprisingly, with Geno and those offensive weapons like Lockett and Metcalf. They make plays. Whew. Six, I, I definitely am on Seahawks. Four and a half, I start thinking Detroit. But we'll see by Thursday. I'll probably have a better opinion on this game.
0: Yeah, I put that down as a watch. It's, a, it's in my watch category. Yeah. Um, Bears plus three and a half point underdogs at the Giants. Could be a battle of the two worst 2 and one teams in NFL history. I think the Giants are a little bit better than the Bears, but not by much. They're working with bad quarterbacks all across the board. The Giants' offensive line made Cooper Rush look as good as Dak Prescott. This game, no value here. I've just got two bad teams at essentially the right number. I have no opinion. Don't want to bet it. If it wasn't the Bears, I wouldn't want to
1: watch it. I've been happy to take the Giants at minus three, minus two and a half, because they are the better team than me. But Chad's right. Three and a half, this feels like a smart number. Maybe I'll just be on the under and somehow get burned about these teams, two teams scoring. But I I kind of watched a lot of Bears film just because I'm hoping to see some flicker of hope for Justin Fields here. But it's not good. He's not reading defense. He's got happy feet. He pulls it down too quick. Now you look on the other side of the ball, and Daniel Jones, he can have flashes, he has moments. Just he is what he is. He's an inconsistent, he'll be gone out of this year, kind of quarterback. There's just there is no future for him in New York. Again, he, they can make a crazy run this year, somehow make the playoffs in the Giants. I think them and the fans are just kind of over the Daniel Jones experience. We kind of know exactly what he is. Um, so I'm with you, Chad. I I'll probably end up being on the under on this one, um, and in the Giants, but. This would never make our contest. Just no real feel for it. But as a Bears fan, you're 2-1. Who, who would have thought at a chance to be 3-1 after this game? Again, you. as much as I want to show on the Bears, they could easily win this game. It's just a bizarre season right now for this Bears team that I had such low expectations for. And here they are,
0: 2-1. By the way, uh, this might change everything you just said. The line is now Giants minus three. Somebody must have taken the Bears. So across the board. Consensus line, Giants minus three. I think it's a pass for us.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm just saying. Yeah, like I'll, I'll throw a little on that minus three, but this one won't be in my top ten bets. Chargers five point favorites at the Texans. Easy bet. I knew as soon as this number came out, me and Joe have this in our contest. Texans every time. The the Chargers have never any amount of injuries. Guess who doesn't have any? Texans. They're healthy. They just suck. But do they suck more than five points against this Chargers team, all banged up? Hell no. Like, again, Herbert had the day of his life and burn us in this matchup. I'm happy to pay to see it. He's not right. Like, he didn't look right in that game. He had two throws that only Herbert can make. On third and five, the guy could not make a completion to save his life, and he had happy feet, right? Like, any normal human with cracked ribs is going to get a little scared in that pocket after you get hit a couple times. So, the fact that it moved off seven pisses me off because the pros took it so early where it's like, You assholes! How much money are you even getting down? What a thousand bucks, and you're moving this number? That was annoying. Like that's, like in the professional world, there's a little bit of courtesy. They should have just waited. This they would have kept this line up there because I think the public would have came in on the Chargers. Again, Texans are viewed as the worst team and one of the worst teams in football. They're two zero and one against the spread, right? Like the Texans have been in games. They've been in close games. I'll take these. I'll take the points for this home dog. Again, we might get talked out of it just because it's not a great number. Like we would much rather have a six and a half and seven, but against a banged up chargers defense and offense, I gotta take this number of Texans.
0: I just love the fact that you're railing against greedy wise guys right now.
1: Yeah, because it's a scumbag move. It's just you're not getting any type of real money down. You're getting a couple of schleckles, and they're like, they're like, All right, we'll move it then. Like clearly they're taking a stance here on a Sunday and Monday morning. That, that number jumped out or that's when you could have just waited on and you would have gave everyone else a good, good number to get on.
0: I love when you try to go Yiddish. It, it warms <laughs> my heart that you're trying to connect with me in a real emotional way. It's shekels.
1: What'd I say? Schleckles. That's the Philly of me.
0: There's a phrase kind of schlocky, which is like, eh, messy, lazy, schlocky. And shekels. What you basically did was say, was combine the two words and create a new definition of what wise guys do when they're being greedy.
1: I love it. Print the shirts.
0: Way to go, my Hebrew friend. All right. (laughs) Uh, Cardinals on the road at the Carolina Panthers, who we have been loving, loving like, they they are firstborn children. We cannot see any wrong in the Panthers right
1: now. The Panthers are two and a half. Yeah, two, two and a half. Chad knows we're gonna be on Carolina. I don't, I hate it, but this is my life now. So one and two on the year betting them. They came through for us last week. You know, I barely had a penny on them, so I'm down a shitload compared to what I've won on them. I got to take them here. The Arizona sucks. Like they just they have no identity right now. I hate it. I don't know. I don't, like, don't want to do it, but I kind of have to. Where it's Carolina. Ah, oh, man. Again, I probably won't put this in the contest because I can't do the Baker thing. Like they didn't win last week because of Baker. Baker yeah. was bad last week. They're just No, no, they, they won last that. week. I know, but they didn't win because of Baker. That's unfair. Oh saying. no, that's
0: I think I got it. I got yeah, it. Yeah.
1: Like that was more like Winston, the Saints offense could do nothing and their defense just dominated that game. I think it was like 10-0. He threw some little out route to his receiver, and his receiver took it 80 yards and scored a touchdown. Yeah. And that was kind of the game. So I'll be honest, Chad, but I'm, just, I'm not going to let you talk to me, put Carolina. I just can't do it. Um, I just have no real read on this team. But there's value there. Like, this is real value where you're getting under a field goal against an Arizona team that's just bad. They're simply bad. Like, that Rams game, I think maybe 10 people watched it because it was just probably the more boring games of the whole day. Rams dominated them. And Arizona could not get anything, get anything going. Like, Kyler Murray tried doing that runaround thing. It only works when you're, the other team's exhausted in the fourth quarter. It doesn't work in the first quarter when the team's got their legs. So I don't really have a feeling towards this Arizona team. Like, I can't get a good read on them. But what I do know is they're bad. They are one of the bad teams in football right now. So to me, I'll be with Chad on Carolina, but I just I can't put this in the contest. I just can't do it. People, don't let me do it come Sunday, please. Oh, Believe you me, my friend.
0: <laughs> it's going to be an exciting Sunday. Uh, you're going to have to follow along in the Favorites, uh, in in follow the phase 5 in the Action Network app. Patriots 10.5-point dogs to the Packers. No, Mac Jones, Brian Hoyer. Feels like a dangerous spot to bet against the Patriots. Because Brian Hoyer, obviously not a starting caliber quarterback, but a reliable, steady backup.
1: He's a professional. That's what I was looking for. He's a professional, He's a professional. quarterback. Uh, we can keep it moving. I, I'll probably end up being on Green Bay because they historically beat the shit out of bad teams in this weird position. But no, like I'm with Chad. I got no real read on it. I can, can't really force it into the contest. Patriots to me just seem broken. And now that Mac's gone, I think their will might be broken. So no no real read, honestly, on this game. I'd probably be a chalk play just take the points just because I feel like everyone's just going to bet the dog in this spot.
0: The Broncos, two-point underdogs to the las vegas raiders on the road in vegas boy i gotta say i loved the broncos coming into the season you love the raiders coming into the season turns out it's the chiefs all along and you know
1: my chad saying i love the raiders i had them coming third in this division i just had the broncos coming in fourth that's that's what i'm dealing with here people <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. When I first saw this line, what was your first instinct? We I live the...
0: life in extremes, my friend.
1: <laughs> what is our first thought? We just take the Broncos. Like, yeah, the Raiders are fucking broken. Josh McDaniels is already having a closed door meetings with the owner. Holy shit, man. Like you, you think it's a shit show up in Denver? No, they're two and one. They're slowly figuring out. They at least have an identity. They got a good defense. They got nothing. Seems like down there in Vegas. So. I don't know what I'm going to do with this one. Right now, I love Denver. I'm hoping whoever's betting, the Raiders keep betting it. Maybe I'll get a two-and-a-half or a three with Denver. That'd be amazing. But to me, this is a good, like, well, as soon as I saw this number, I was like, all right, me and Chow will have this in the money line round robin. It's just we'll be on Denver. They at least know how to win. I've seen nothing proven by this Vegas team that they do. am going to wait and see what Evan Abrams puts out on uh, what to do with this number because I know there's a bunch of historical things where a team that's 0-3, 0-3 ATS – it, this tends to be a good week for them. So I'm yep. going to wait and see before I make a bet on this game.
0: You can get Broncos at uh, plus two and a half in some places.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, that's pretty nice.
0: Sunday night football. The uh, Chiefs are visiting the Buccaneers. So I said we're going to talk about the Chiefs. I do feel like this Chiefs team is a little more suspect than we think. They aren't the dominant team of years past. There's some, some issues there. I wouldn't say they're broken, you know, but they are not as good as we thought after the first game, evidenced by the past two games. The Buccaneers might genuinely be broken, though.
1: No, I'm think, I guess I'm just a glass-half-full guy where I, my expectations are different, where it's like I think they've looked really good, and the fact that they put the money instead of paying Tyreek into their defense, and their defense has played well as well, I'm excited. Like, it makes me happy about betting them where – it's just early weeks. They're kind of figuring out what the hell they are. I know exactly what I'm getting from this chiefs team come January. Like I know exactly what I'm getting from Mahomes. I know he really can't be beat unless he beats himself. That's what happened yesterday. He beat himself in that game. Like Kelsey, with that drop in the end zone, what can you do? So to me, I, I don't overreact to it. Um, I, honestly, everything I've seen in the AFC, every team just has glaring weaknesses and, Everyone's kind of draw, trying to just dodge this injury book. It feels like all these teams are getting but I mean, hell, the Bills, they got lucky. Gabe Davis came back. He didn't look right last week. And then you look at their defense. They're just having the guys drop all across their secondary. I mean, the Bengals just lost their nose tackle. They're just – all these teams are losing key position players where the Chiefs really haven't. And I'm with you. Like, they looked rough last week. They had moments they left a lot of plays on the field. I think they are three for 12 on third downs, which is like – very out of body experience for my homes. but that was a trap game, right Chad we were all over that one trying not to overreact to it and then this number comes out. this Tampa number came out uh, two and a half. Holy shit like what that the books are they setting another trap here? are they really they really doing it? like that was that's what's happening and it is. like they're clearly saying, go ahead. Bet the Chiefs, we really believe in this Buccaneers defense that they're going to be the difference in this game because as much as I want to agree with Chad, they're broken. I don't think they are. I think literally once they get these guys back, this team is just going to be exactly what we know they are, the Buccaneers. They're going to be able to put up points and have one of the best defenses in football. And, like, to me, if you want to bet their futures, I still think there's values on the Bucs to win NFC. I know the Eagles are getting all the hype right now. I still think come January, Tom Brady comes up to Philadelphia I'm going to be scared. I'll probably have him as a slight favorite over the Seagulls team in late January. So as much as I want to bash his Buccaneers team, maybe I won't bet him this week because of all the nonsense with the hurricane. This game might be moved up now to Minnesota. That's a big deal. Cause to me, playing in that home field in Tampa in that heat, that's an advantage for this Florida team. Like we saw last week, Tampa came all the way back on green Bay in that second half. It's a, it's a big deal that heat. bills burned down the second half against Miami team. Um, this game moves up to Minnesota. Holy shit. Whatever this line will reopen, I think it might reopen a minus four, minus five for this Cincinnati team, uh, this Chiefs team, I should say. And your bet's been voided. So you can right. you can bet the Chiefs now. It's it's most likely going to be mo- voided once they move this game to either Miami or they move it up to Minnesota, wherever they're going to move it to. Um, it's going to be a dead number. But in, in a, it is very telling that the books opened this number the way they did because they're clear with what Chad saying, Like the books... They got a lot of questions right now about this Chiefs team. And that's going to make me need to reevaluate them if they do lose to the Bucs this week. But to me, I kind of throw last week out. I just said it was just one of those games. I think it'll be a really fun game to watch.
0: It's not in our contest. Rams two and a half point dogs to the 49ers on Monday night in the Bay Area. This is a pro Joe right now. It's 58% bets on the Rams, 76% money on the Niners. Yeah. Short home favorites. Everything says bet the Niners here. Yep. Kyle Shannon is not great in these spots.
1: And they just lost arguably their most important player on offense. Trent Williams. Right. Yep. I think, I think we're getting word now that he might be gone for a couple of weeks. That's massive. As soon as he went out against the Broncos, they could Stopped. not do a thing. Yeah. yeah. And Jimmy looked terrified. So historically, he actually owns the Rams. Like this, that last year in that playoffs, that was the first time the Rams and McVay had beaten them in forever. Like right when this never came out, I was like, oh, I want to be all over this 49ers team. And then I remembered, oh, shit, dude, they're they're, literally their offensive line is in shambles now. Um, Jimmy's no Trey Lance. He can't move around and run away from that type of blitz. So yeah, I would say it's most likely I'd be on the Rams and the dog. Um, I'm just going to take the money line right now. And if it gets up to three, I'll take the number. But at two and a half, I'll just take the money line of the Rams because I just think they're going to win outright.
0: Oh, that's interesting. If you think they're going to win outright, then why wouldn't we be debating to have the Rams as two and a half point dogs in the contest?
1: Well, that's more of me playing the number and the value. I know people always talk about the two and a half doesn't matter. In these kind of games, I usually like divisional games like this. I usually just take the money line outright. Like I did last night with the Cowboys. I think Cowboys were one and a half or two. I just took the money line um same thing with here it's like if it's three which i always talk about such a key number even two and a half's key number but three to me is the real key number then i'll take that number and especially in our contest chat if it's three I, I would definitely take it but i just hate when we do our contest and say we do go four and an oh i hate that weight that wait until yeah. the money night thing it's truly the fucking worst so yeah that's that's the only reason i, I right now i'd say i probably wouldn't but i just want people to know i am gonna bet the rams i am gonna take their money line
0: That's when we make mistakes. We get caught up (laughs) in the emotional decisions and don't make the right decisions. So we need to suffer a little bit on Monday. But you know what? It also is something to look forward to. Think about it as an opportunity for us, right? I'm putting the Rams down on our list. Right now, All right. our foxhole is uh, Ravens plus three and a half. Simon says Steelers minus three. Exec decision, Jags plus six and a half. We are keeping an eye on... Those three teams Ravens three and a half, Steelers minus three, Jacks plus six and a half for three of our faves for the fave five. Texas plus five is on the list. And then we are keep, we are watching. We are watching as candidates. I put it on this list. Commanders plus three and a half, Falcons plus two, Detroit minus four and a half, Panthers minus two and a half, Broncos plus two and a half, nine, uh, and Rams plus two and a half. Not a lot of games that we feel strongly about from that list. So we'll have to see if some news comes out or anything else. happens.
1: Look at at all the lines, brother. They're like two, two and a half, three. Survivor. It feels like we only have one choice and that being Green Bay. Yeah. Well, obviously we'll talk about it again on our next show, but you got to get it in now. How can you not go Green Bay in this position at home against this Patriots team that, you know, I get they're going to be desperate, but they just don't have the skills to really make you worry in this game. And the fact that it's the biggest spread by far this week, it's hard to pass on this Green Bay in this position because, again, their they're division's good. Like, maybe you already used them against the Bears, so I don't know who you'd want to go for the second team because I just have nothing else that really jumps out. Like, you could go Giants at home against the Bears. That feels very risky. Yeah, you could go Bengals if you didn't use them with us last week against the Dolphins. Again, that feels risky. So to me, the the biggest spread, the safest one this week is Green Bay.
0: It's so hard because that's when you fall into the trap, right? Look Every at time. This past week, Bills, Chiefs, and Chargers, Chargers. were all, all open to seven-point favorites.
1: Yeah. And, and, like, again, that's – That's the hardest part about doing this. And, and like, people that took the Vikings, we got lucky. Like, that was – they missed the field goal. They could have gone for it on fourth down. That game was probably going to be over for Detroit. That's kind of how you live and die with these survivor pools. It's just survive in advance. So, I'll I'll play Chalky this week because nothing really jumps out. Like, I just don't want to do the Chargers with a banged-up Herbert against the Texans. I'm going to go with uh, Green Bay here.
0: All right. That's all we got for this show. We will be back later in the week. We'll try to nail down our fave five. We'll bring back uh, the big balls. bet of the week. For Simon Hunter, for Matt Mitchell, I am Chad Millman. Download the Favorites podcast from Apple, from Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts, leave us five stars. Rate, review, subscribe. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you.